the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. They did it. They put Kamala Harris on cable network television again. Yes! Our vice president sitting down with Dana Bash of CNN. There's uh, something serendipitous about the anchor being someone named Bash when Kamala Harris uh, bashes her own credibility every time she opens her mouth. Uh, a wide variety of topics, uh, none of which she sounds uh, particularly smart on. Uh, Kamala Harris, first question from Dana Bash. Teed up, much like a batting practice fastball. Roe versus Wade overturned. You have control of the House. You have control of the Senate, if it goes a 50-50 vote. You, Kamala, are the tie-breaking vote. And and you have the old guy eating tapioca in the White House. So a lot of your voters are mad that you have complete control of the legislative side of the government. And yet, abortion has been severely dealt a blow by the Supreme Court. Dana Bash covered all that and then asked Kamala Harris her first question. What do you say to Democratic voters who argue, wait a minute, we worked really hard to elect a Democratic president yeah. and vice president, yeah. Democratic-led House, yeah. a Democratic-led Senate. Do it now. But do what now? Uh, what now? I mean, we, we need, we <laughs> listen, what we did we extended the child tax credit for the well, first I'm year. I'm sorry, when I say do right? what, yeah. do it now, yeah. act uh, legislatively to make abortion rights legal. We feel the same way. It, do it now. Congress needs to do it now in terms of permanently putting in place a, a, a clear indication that it is the law of the land that women have the ability and the right to make decisions about their reproductive care, and the government does not have the right to make those decisions for a woman. There are so many levels of her ineptitude in that answer that it is uh, hard for me to get to anything else in this segment. She set it up on a tee for you've got control, control, why don't you do something? Was Kamala, like, sitting there thinking, like, boy, you know, I really hope I don't say anything stupid here. You know how you're, like, thinking in your head and somebody else is talking to you and you... You don't really hear what they say. And then Dana Bash says, so why don't you do something? And Kamala, like, realizes, uh-oh, it's my turn to talk. And I have no idea what she just asked me. Do something. And Kamala says, 
about about what? Hello? We've been talking about Roe versus Wade, your control of the legislative <laughs> branch of government. Oh, well, we agree with that, too. Well, duh. Yes, we know. It's kind of why you're here. It's trumpeted as your first interview post-Roe being overturned. But you notice she doesn't own the responsibility for what good presidents and good administrations are capable of doing, which is marshaling agreement to the extent that you have to do it to get legislation passed. When's the last time you heard about Kamala Harris or Joe Biden working behind the scenes to convince a Republican who differs with them on a policy position of the pol- of the merits of the policy position that the Democrats hold. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Now, of course, it never happened with the evil Donald Trump because orange man bad, and nobody would want to go over to the White House and be seen in the company of a fascist like Donald Trump. So it really wasn't incumbent upon him to do that because no Democrat was going to do that. They would not have a conversation with him unless it was going to lead to impeachment. But it's interesting that Biden, the guy who has cashed a government check for five decades, who has observed president after president after president reach across the aisle and foster consensus on positions of disagreement, that that is not even something they think about doing right now. And again, I would say the reason they don't think about doing it is because they know that their positions are not popular with the American people. Their green energy position, their abortion position, their border position, their economic position. They do not have a position that is popular with the American people. And the reason they don't have a position that's popular with the American people is because they don't have a position that works. So, Kamala. Hey, Kamala, you with me now? You with me now? We're talking abortion. We're talking. We're talking. Dana Bash, I'm talking here. Work with me. Work with me. So uh, then Kamala had to lay her wisdom on us about abortion and the impact on her children. We think about it, everyone has something at risk on this. Mm. First of all, if you are a parent of sons, do think about what this means for the life of your son and what that will mean in terms of the choices he will have. Okay. I do not have sons, but I was a son. And <laughs> what impact will it have on the sons? Um, I'm thinking, based on where she seemed to be going with that, that um, sons, you are no longer free to sleep around and get women pregnant and then fix it by paying for them to have the child killed. I mean, is that not what she's saying? We think about it, everyone has something at risk on this. First of all, if you are a parent of sons, do think about what this means hmm. for the life of your son. Okay. And what that will mean in terms of the choices he will have. Oh. The choice he will have is that he now, what, has to be careful who he sleeps with. He now has to be responsible if he sleeps with a woman and gets her pregnant and she can't just walk on down to the Columbus Women's Health Center and get an abortion. Okay, Uh, now, sons, I have bad news for you, son. You are now going to be forced to live a moral lifestyle. Hmm. Uh, Okay, 
Thank you, Kamala. So um, that's interesting. That's a position. Uh, I mentioned that I was a son. Um, I do not have that in common with Kamala Harris. Uh, As she is uh, clear to note to Dana Bash in talking about her reaction to the overturn of Roe versus Wade. You know, I thought about it as, you know, a parent. Mm. We have two children who are in their 20s, a son and a daughter. I thought about it as a godparent of teenagers. I thought of it as an aunt of, of, of preschool children. And a woman yourself. And a woman myself. Oh. And the daughter of a woman. Oh. And a granddaughter of a woman. Mm. I don't know why she stopped there. She could have kept that. You know, typically Kamala likes to talk and say nothing so that she doesn't say something stupid like it's important for us to do what we have been doing and that is what we have been doing every day. That's normally like what she comes up with if she's riffing off the top of her head. So think how far she could have taken that analogy. I'm I'm the, the, the daughter of a woman. The granddaughter of a woman. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm the daughter of a, a woman. Uh, I'm. A, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a person who went to Starbucks and got coffee. I thought of it as a, a person who wears pantsuits. I thought of it as a person who got no support at all in the Democratic primary. I thought of it as a person who was so inept at running for president that I had to drop out before the California primary. I thought of it as a person who slept her way to the top with San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown. I thought of it on many different levels, Dana. Now, is the interview over? Can I go now before I say something really stupid? She thought of it one more time, please, one more time. You know, I thought about it as, you know, a parent. We have two children who are in their 20s, Okay, a son and a daughter. Mm. I thought about it as a godparent of teenagers. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought of it as an aunt of, of, of preschool children. And a woman yourself. And a woman myself. What? And the daughter of a woman. Really? And a granddaughter of a woman. Could we get a ruling on that? You know what? I think that should be Katanji Brown-Jackson's first case before the Supreme Court. Is Kamala Harris a woman? Is she the daughter of a woman? Was Kamala Harris's mother a woman? Was her, was her grandmother a woman? Are we positive? Are we sure? Or is Kamala Harris transphobic very interesting results of a recent Gallup poll about declining faith in America we'll get into that in hour number two of the Bruce Woolley show but I, I would be remiss I would be remiss if I did not treat you to more of the wisdom of Kamala Harris sit down interview with uh, Dana Bash First build as the first post row overturn interview of our vice president. So Dana Bash started with, uh, "Why don't you do something?" And Kamala was like, "Huh? Uh, uh, do something about what?" And then she went into her, you know, typical eight track tape player in her head. Uh, prescription drug prices, uh, child care, blah, blah, blah. and Dana Bash had to butt in and go, "No, no, I'm talking about." Why didn't you codify abortion into law? And the reason they didn't do that is because they don't have the votes and they're not skilled enough politicians to get the votes, which I know it's very depressing that they are occupying the top two elected spots in the land. 
However, uh, there are those who believe that this is not always going to be the case. So Dana Bash brought it up. Um, what about Joe Biden running for re-election? What about you running for vice president? What's the status of that, given the fact that the country is uh, an epic dumpster fire uh, that is uh, going downhill without brakes, uh, resulting in a train wreck? Did you talk to President Biden about re-election? Joe Biden is running for re-election, and I will be his ticket mate. Full stop. Full stop. That's it. Now, why wouldn't she be? Why wouldn't she want to stick as close to Joe Biden as possible? Electorally. Because he is one stumble up the stairs from being retired. In fact, if you ask me to handicap it, I think she knows that her chances of being president of the United States are really, really good about a year from now. Because Joe Biden, what is it, 30% of Democrats want him to run for re-election? 30% of Democrats. Just pause on that. Because sometimes facts come along and we hear them and we like sort of, we sort of like cognitively observe it, but we don't, we don't like really weigh it. A first term president. Remember, he got more votes than any president in history. I'm whispering because I'm talking about Joe Biden. 81 million votes, right? A first-term president with control of both houses of Congress with an issue that theoretically should energize their base, the overturn of Roe versus Wade, and 30% of his own party's voters say they would support him if he ran for re-election. So Kamala knows, after the midterms, they're going to put him out to pasture. And she's going to be the president. I think that's why she's more than happy to sit there and grin about Joe's running and I'm going to be his running mate. Full stop. Boy, I would love to have had a lie detector hooked up to her on that one. Mark Penn, Democratic strategist, he doesn't appear to me to be buying that scenario. If you ask Democratic voters who would they vote for in a Democratic primary for president, only about 30 percent would pick uh, President Biden, which is unprecedented in nature. So I think there are some real polling facts underscoring what, what you see developing here. Look, I think any president before a midterm has got to maintain steadfastly that, that he is running and then really take a look at it after the midterm. I personally don't think he'll wind up running, but hey, maybe I'm just one of those people that won't take yes for an answer. I don't think he's running either. And she can't possibly win unless she's running from the position. Uh, like he, If he served out his term and she stepped in there, she can't possibly win unless she has the office behind her. Mark Penn talking about Kamala Harris, whether she would seek the nomination if Biden is gone from the Oval Office by the time 2024 runs uh, comes around. I think she will definitely try to get that nomination. I think there's a history of vice presidents, including Joe Biden, who good candidates or not. Hubert Humphrey, at, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Walter Mondale getting the nomination. Of course, you know. History doesn't necessarily have to repeat itself, but I I do think she would be 
be hard, hard to knock off and would most likely wind up with the nomination. Well, Humphrey almost won in 68. Mondale got trounced by Reagan, and she will get trounced. Whether she runs against Trump or whether she runs against Ron DeSantis or whether she runs against Pompeo or Tom Cotton, uh, I don't see Tim Scott as presidential timber quite yet. I know there are those who do. Uh, But Kamala Harris is not winning the presidency in 2024 unless she has, what, 20,000 mules on her side. That's just not going to happen. Because, look, there won't be COVID. She'll have to come out and campaign. She'll have to speak extemporaneously. And she's so bad in front of the camera on the few times they risk putting her out there. So why do they risk putting her out there? I have a theory on this. And I I know you're going to perceive my theory as being mean-spirited. And I, I genuinely do not mean it to be mean-spirited. I genuinely believe this is a consideration of why they put Kamala out there. They would never tell her this, of course. But I think the reason they put her out there is so that people who are just fed up to here, and I'm holding my hand like over my head with Joe Biden and with his ineptitude and his inability to inspire people, people who are fed up with him to that degree, I think need to see her out in the role she would frequently be asked to fill often enough to dial back their urgency in getting rid of him. Because by comparison, and only by comparison, does he look competent when she's out there on the stage saying the things that she says. You know, I thought about it as, you know, a parent. We have two children who are in their 20s, a son and a daughter. I thought about it as a godparent of teenagers. I thought of it as an aunt of, of, of preschool children. And a woman yourself. And a woman myself. Mm. And the daughter of a woman. And a granddaughter of a woman. Presumably, she hasn't yet gotten to thinking about it as the great-granddaughter of a woman. Or the great-great-great-great-granddaughter of a woman. But she will get to it. Because to give her anything else to do would be an epic disaster. Oh, oh my goodness. I mean, just give me a break, will you? The only possible gain for having her out. You know they know she's going to completely botch it. They give her a friendly interviewer who's got to coach her through it. And as a woman. Oh, yes, I forgot. I am a woman. Notice how the whole what is a woman thing has sort of faded since the ruling in... Dobbs versus Mississippi. Now they seem to know exactly what a woman is. Uh, We will tackle the Gallup poll about declining faith in America in hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.